This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, welcome in. 1250 AM, the fancy Sparky Pfeiffer, along with our guy, Nathan Marzion. Uh, he, uh, where he always is, in his bedroom. I think that's his bedroom. Is that your bedroom? I, I've always assumed that it is your bedroom. I never really asked, I guess. It actually is not. It is my older brother's room, but he doesn't. He's not here anymore. So I just use it for oh, this, basically for podcasting. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I always assumed it was your room. Nice blue little pinstripe on the ceiling. The whole deal. The fear of the deer banner behind you. I figured that was just I, yours. I did put. I did put this up, but the fear I, of the deer. It, yeah, it wasn't in here before. Yeah, I gotta I like get. Some, it. It I gotta. Good. I gotta get some other stuff in here. I gotta. I gotta get like a Bucks thing right over there and. We'll get it a little bit more decorated so that when I yeah, do these yeah, things, yeah. there's something in the background. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I have a, a blank wall behind me. Why? Because I am in Iowa, like I had mentioned earlier in the week, using some newfangled equipment. So uh, I think there's going to be some echo because I'm in a like a conference room uh, at this hotel in where are we? Uh, Marion, Iowa, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, not one of those cities. It's uh, from doing it. Uh, and this is where I'll be uh, probably through. Uh, today, then tomorrow, and then next week, I'll be broadcasting from uh, future mother-in-law's house. So we'll see how that goes. All right, Nathan Marzian, uh, as we record this Thursday night at 7.30 Central Time, uh, we are getting ready for free agency to begin on Friday at 5 p.m. Central Time. And uh, no time like the present than to make our predictions as far as how this is all going to go. Lots of people tending to think that Brooke Lopez and Chris Milton can be had uh, by other teams, namely other teams' fan bases think they have a shot uh, to get a Brooke Lopez uh, or a Chris Middleton. Uh, and in fact, uh, there's some talk that if Harden doesn't go to Houston, maybe the Rockets will really overpay uh, to persuade Brooke Lopez to leave Milwaukee uh, to come to Houston. With that being said, let's do free agency predictions as far as where each player goes. Uh, and how much each player will get. Uh, I think we all know your Chris Middleton prediction, but we'll still do it. Uh, Chris Middleton, we'll start there, Nathan Marzia. And you can follow Nathan on Twitter at Nathan Marzia. Yeah, so I am predicting Chris Middleton signs a four-year, $130 million deal. Um, and I think this. I think the salary will go up You know, over time. I think the first year it'll be around 29 maybe 30 million and then in the last year the fourth year it'll probably be closer to 35 36 million um but that should save them you know that'll save them about 10 million this year compared to if he just accepted his player option which is good helps him sign brooke lopez who i think signs for about three i'm gonna go three years 19 million a year so that's 57 million i think he stays here that's how much we give him and that leaves about Seven million that you can use to re-sign um, Jay Crowder, who I think that, according to reports, they want to keep Jay Crowder, and I do think they keep him. Just 
given that they gave up five second round picks, I think they want to try to keep him around at least for one more year, give it another shot. If it still isn't, if it still doesn't work, okay. But I think they at least want to try to keep him around, um, and and not just completely uh, kick him to the curb after giving up so much for him. So I think they re-signed Jay Crowder to about seven million. Um, that's a you know bird uh, bird rights you know re-signing, and then. They basically have two minimum slots that they can use after that on whoever. I I'd have to I'd have to assume Thanasis stays. Does Thanasis stay? I mean, nobody's really talked too much about it, but I just think that that's kind of a a little bit of a given that Thanasis takes a minimum. Um and then I mean, this also could go a couple ways. It could be you give Jay Crowder 7 and then you know, you're signing Thanat. You have two minimum slots, or you could give Jay Crowder five, and you have three minimum slots. I don't know what Jay Crowder is asking for. I'm assuming that he's not asking for five. I, I don't know, or that he wants more than five. But there is a realistic path for them to give Jay Crowder five, and then you can get Thanasis on the min, keep him around, keep Giannis happy, and you still have two more slots to either re-sign any minimum guy from our roster last year. Uh, could be Ingles, Wesley Matthews, um, you know, Myers Leonard, whatever, or get an outside free agent for a minimum. Um, so those those two minimum slots there, I don't I don't really care that much about. I mean, whoever you get there, it, it I'd probably prefer it maybe be Wes. I think Wes still has a little bit left in the tank. I think he can defend. I think he's playable in the playoff series. So I'd want probably him. Ingles is kind of, you know, for a min, I don't hate it. But I wouldn't mind also if they went and got someone different, um, maybe a, a, a more of a big just for for depth. And then they also have the tax pyramid level. Then doing all that that keeps them under one eighty two point five, which is the second apron, giving them that tax pyramid level worth five million dollars, which I think they use on some outside free agent. Because I don't know, I don't. When I was looking at this, I'm like they could use that to then give to Javon Carter if they really don't want to use it on someone else. But I don't know if they want to run the whole entire thing back like that compared to, okay, we'll keep one of Javon slash Jay. In this case, I think it's going to be Jay. That's my prediction just based on what we've heard and everything. And then we use the TPMLE elsewhere, that $5 million. I do think they'll go elsewhere. But I also, I mean, I could see them going, hey, we'll just keep both of those guys and use the, the tax pyramid level on one of them. But a few ways they can go. But ultimately, yeah, I think they re-sign Chris, re-sign Brooke. The Bird Rights re-signing goes to Jay Crowder, keep the Nassus, and then probably keep the Nassus. And then they have those two minimum slots and a TPMLE that I think they use on an outside guy. And I do think, yeah, like I said, Wesley Matthews will be one of those minimums. And bro- that'll be it. <coughs> You broke up a little bit during the uh, explanation about Brook Lopez. How much money did you say Brook Lopez was going to get? Uh, three for fifty-seven. So just short of twenty million a year. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah, I think uh, at this point, uh, yeah, I, if it's me, um, I think Marzian has sources. I don't know who his source is, but he's got somebody on this Milton deal. He's been hammering the same numbers on Milton for months. So he's somebody's talking to Marzian over there, but that's fine. So I'm going to go with Marzian on Middleton because he seems very confident. And he hasn't moved off his numbers the entire time. So we'll go with Marzian on Middleton. 
The Brooke Lopez thing is intriguing to me because as we talked about in the last Green Your Own podcast, which you can download on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast app, is the fact that if somebody comes at him with huge money, like say the Rockets, if they don't get James Harden and that $60 million now has to go somewhere and they're going to spend it by all indications, uh, then maybe they do overspend for Brooke Lopez. Maybe they come at Brooke Lopez and say, hey, we'll give you a two at 60. I mean, is he going to turn down two at 60 for three at 57? I can't imagine he does. I think he's got to go take two at 60 would be my guess. Now, I, I don't know. Uh, there was a thing on social media somewhere. My 16-year-old said that Brooke Lopez said he would like to play for Seattle. That would be his, his new destination he'd like to play for. Obviously, Brooke Lopez joking around like always. Uh, but for me, I think it's around $20 million a year. So I'm with Marzian and whatever that number is. I don't have specific numbers like the insider. Uh, but I, I'll say three at 60, somewhere in that area would make sense. And I read the same thing you read about Jay Crowder probably coming back as well. Is that really because he deserves to be back? Or is that because we're trying to save face on the trade you made to get Jay Crowder giving up 100 second-round draft picks, and now we're trying to save face and not have this blow up in your face after uh, postseason, which you didn't play him, which, of course, he blames on Bud. And as I've talked about in the past, he looked old to me. I wouldn't have played him either. Uh, so do you think this is more about saving face after uh, you made a trade for a guy that wasn't effective uh, and now we're trying to make him effective? Yeah. I mean, as I said, I do think that's definitely a huge factor in it. I think if they hadn't I given up, I may have lost. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're just breaking up a little bit, but keep going. All right. So I can hear you. yeah, keep going. Um, what I was saying was, I think, I think that it's the saving face is definitely a pretty big factor. Um, as I said before, I think that if they hadn't given up as much as they did to get him, I don't think they'd be as inclined to bring him back um, but they did give up five second round picks they gave up several of those bench players that they had last year not good bench players but they gave up several players to end up getting him and I don't think they want to just punt on it after you know a couple months and you could make the argument that you know new coach and having a full off season and having a or having a, a full season and everything will get him in better shape and he could play better but I mean I, as you said, I didn't see anything that was made me super that felt super promising about him last year. But hey, maybe it looks a little bit better this year. Um, so I want to for you when when I went through and I said, you know, like, do you think they keep the Nasses? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are we keeping Giannis? Yeah. Oh, then, of course, the Nassus is staying. I mean, at this point, we okay, know well, why he's on the team. Everybody in the league knows why he's on the team. He's on the team because of his brother. If his brother wasn't in the league, he wouldn't be in the league at this point. And I hope he realizes that. I mean, he's a great cheerleader. He's a good team guy. I feel like he understands why he's on the team and what his role is. I don't think he's dumb. So he gets it. So, obviously, that's going to be a roster spot for him to go be that hustle guy in games that are out of control or someone needs a rest. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, you know, Nassus gets that last – minimum spot and then they like I said they would have then five million to give to Crowder if he can play for that if if you know this is all based on what I projected for Middleton and Lopez contract 
what they'd have left and everything. You have about five million left to give either Javon or Jay, which I'm guessing is Jay, and then those two minimums that you can get. You have either two existing guys on the roster or from last year's roster, or give it to an outside guy. I don't. Where do you plan? Where do you see them going with those? Do you see it being Wesley Matthews and Ingles? Do you see it being Wesley Matthews and Myers Leonard? Do you see it being neither of those two, or you know, two what outside guys, one outside guy? What about it's DiVincenzo? What if they go back down Divin- that path again uh, and try and go get DiVincenzo to come back to Milwaukee? DiVincenzo is not playing for five or five million or a min this year. That's true. He's probably going to. What do you think he's going to make? Twelve to fifteen. Yeah, I think he's more of closer to a mid-level guy, ten to twelve. Yeah, somewhere in that area. I probably agree with you on that. I don't and know. I, don't I mean, think, I, I was just gonna say, I don't think he would. I don't think he'd be super thrilled to like come back and play for the team that got rid of him. I don't know. I. I just wouldn't expect that to happen. I wouldn't want him. I, I was just wondering what you thought about that. I, look, I, I don't want either one of those guys back to being honest with you, Ingles or Wesley Matthews. Like I've said before, and I'll say again, I'd rather go the younger route. Find me a couple of younger players uh, that you know have something to prove and are, are looking for prove-it type deals to prove that they're worth it. Uh, Cam Reddish is a guy I don't want. But Cam Reddish is a guy I've seen a lot of people on social media all excited and hoping their team gets Cam Reddish. I'm not quite sure what they've seen versus what I've seen. Uh, but, that, you know, again, that's a younger type player uh, that you could bring in. Jackson Hayes is another guy who had all these hopes and dreams for when he got drafted in the first round. He hasn't worked out. He's going to hit free agency. He's not going to cost a lot. But, again, that's a young big that maybe you can help to develop behind Brooke Lopez a little bit, different than, say, Myers Leonard, who's an older type player. So maybe that's a route you explore, going with a young center uh, to develop going forward. And I know there are a lot of people that want to just get all the old guys put together the retirement home and have them all play together on the floor like we did last year. I'd prefer not to go that way. I'd prefer to bring in a couple of younger players that you can continue to develop along with Barshad Bochamp and along with a couple of your guys that you drafted this year. That'll probably end up going between the G League and here. I understand probably more than likely at the end of the day, but I want some development guys a a little bit here. You know, Giannis Middleton and holiday are going to be your heavy lifters, right? We know that already. Now between Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis, one of them probably is going to get traded. For what? I don't know. Nathan, do you know? Do you think Bobby Portis is going to get traded? I think one of them is going to get traded. I don't know which one, but I, I think one of them is going to get traded. For what? Yeah. I have well, no you, idea. Okay. Okay. You yeah. said you said okay. You said one of those. I think yeah. one of them. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I think it's a I, overall. If you said one of those guys gets traded, I would say it's a fifty-fifty shot. Um, I could see them bringing all of them back and just saying let's let's run it back, but. I also know that, you know, by all by all the reports and everything, it sounds like they are looking at deals, looking to try to trade guys. And there are guys that you're like, okay, you know, sources are saying that they were interested in this guy. The only way they could have gotten him is if they traded Bobby Portis. So you'd kind of know that it's in their minds or thinking, you know, according to these reports, it's in their minds and it's something that they're considering is, you know, trading Bobby Portis, trading Grayson Allen, et cetera, et cetera. I would... If I had to guess one of the two, I would guess Grayson just because I think they have more of a loyalty and and with Bobby. And you, you know, again, I've wanted to trade Bobby. That's been my number one thing this offseason has been I want them to try to trade him. But if I'm predicting, I would predict that Grayson gets traded before Bobby. All right, let's move on to the second topic. Let's talk about Drew Holiday, shall we? Uh, because we did have those rumors about the Bucks and possibly Bradley Beal. Um, I don't know necessarily what that deal would have looked like and who they would have had to give up. I would have thought Drew Holiday might have been one of those guys 
that would have had to probably be a part of that deal in order uh, to get Bradley Beal here would have been my guess. I don't think they would have traded Middleton, so I'm guessing it would have been Holiday. Uh, either way, it didn't matter because he wanted to go to Phoenix and forced his way uh, to be a member of the Phoenix Suns. But having said that, do we think Drew Holiday is untouchable for the Bucs? Do we think John Horst is pretty much saying, not trading Giannis, not trading Middleton, and no, you cannot have Drew Holiday either? Or do you think for the right move, Drew Holiday might be able to be had at this point if it's a true difference maker type player? Well, first off, I don't think anyone should be untouchable besides Giannis. Like it should be anyone for the right price you can get. Now, does that mean some guys are still extremely hard to get and you're still 98% hanging on to those guys? Yes. But I still, I, I mean, I, I would not consider Drew untouchable. I think the fact that they were involved in the Beal stuff shows you that he's not untouchable. They're, you know, again, I don't know if they're actively out there just trying to make any deal they can to get rid of Drew Holiday. Like, I don't think that's the case. But I think if there's some big names out there, I saw Darius Garland's name is in the, the trade rumors now. If that's, you know, maybe that's a call they make and say, hey, you know, we can we can give you Drew, um, give you a, a defensive-minded guard next to Donovan Mitchell, and your defense would be fantastic with with him instead of Garland. And then the Bucks get a younger guy back, a really good player in Garland, a better scorer. So... I like that type of thing, yes, but I think it's very limited. And I just don't think the options are really out there that I would expect a Drew trade. I just don't think it's gonna happen. But just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean they weren't, you know, looking into it at all. I think I think they're of the mindset that, you know, if we can get a really, really good player out of this and someone that we think either keeps us the same and gets it right now and helps us later, or um helps us right now, then they're going to try to do it. But again, the number of guys that just fit that, there's not that many that you can realistically trade for. They're not going to get Dame, I don't think. Um, And so there's just, there's really not many players out there that you're like, okay, this makes sense. You can trade Drew for this guy and the Bucks aren't getting significantly worse right now. Like the trade just, there's, there's not many out there. So I don't expect them to trade him. What if it's Jalen Brown? What if it's Jalen Brown? They're not, the Celtics would not do that. Because if you look at the Celtics right now, you have Tatum and Borzingis, obviously. And if you believe Borzingis can be an offensive player as a big, then you could argue that it could be Holiday, Tatum, uh, and uh, Porzingis kind of going forward. I know, I know everybody wants White to be that guy, next guy as point guard for the Boston Celtics, and they think that's what's going to happen, and it very well may be. I just feel like Boston wants another player, and I just am not convinced necessarily – that Jalen Brown necessarily wants to be in Boston at this point. And I think we need to see this as far as how this is going to play out with them. I had said before, Jalen Brown and Damian Lillard makes a lot of sense to me uh, as well. Uh, and you have pointed out that maybe he's doesn't wouldn't work for Portland as far as what Portland would want back. But at the end of the day, if Lillard says, I'm only going to this team, Portland's going to have to deal him to whatever team he says. And they may not get back you know, fair value if Lillard dictates like that uh, and is a jerk about things. And he could. That's what Beal did to Washington. I I understand you have better deals on the table somewhere else, but I want to go to Phoenix, and that's where you're going to trade me. And they did. Now, he had a no-trade clause. I understand Lillard doesn't have that. Uh, But I I think to do right by Lillard is something that the Portland front office wants to do because he's been there for so long and I'm not going to say suffered like Beal did in Washington, but 
you know, it hasn't gone necessarily the way they all wanted as far as, you know, competing for a championship somewhat regularly. So Lillard might be able to force his way somewhere, maybe somewhere as Milwaukee uh, to play with Giannis. We know there's been all that conversation. Obviously, we would all be giddy with joy if, if that were to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I think it would have to be a Lillard, a Jalen Brown, somebody like that in order to move Drew Holiday at this point. Yeah, because, again, I mean – Drew is not perfect at all. Drew has his struggles in the playoffs. He has his flaws offensively, and people want to focus on that. But, like, it's the same as what we were saying with Chris Middleton before. This is kind of like Chris Middleton in 2019-20 where you're like, yes, he has – like, he's he's inconsistent. He's not someone that's a a superstar that is perfect and, like, this dream, dream player for you. But he's still good. You don't just get rid of that guy just to get rid of him. Like, he is a good player. He's a fantastic defender. He is a guy that will average around 20 points a game. And sure, his efficiency will go down in the playoffs. But again, he'll give you the defense. He'll give you the assists. He averages like eight assists per game in the playoffs over the last few years. And it's like you have to kind of have some perspective of, okay, just because Drew has his struggles in the playoffs – offensively doesn't just mean this guy sucks. We need to get rid of him immediately and just try to make any trade we can. No, you only make a trade if it if if a team is out there that's willing to give you something that, again, as I said, either the Bucks look at it and say, okay, we're not losing much right now, but we're getting a lot younger, such as Darius Garland. Like, I think they stay around the same level now. They're, they get younger, and all of a sudden you've got someone that could be the next guy next to Giannis or someone that helps you right now such as a a Lillard or something like that but again I don't see any of those happening so that just to me says he's probably going to be here I think Beal was like the one big potential opportunity to to trade him if they if if they could have gotten that done or if Beal wanted to do that that probably would have been the guy to to do it but after that fell through it's kind of like all right Drew's probably going to be here and that doesn't have to be this terrible thing again he is a good player we have to hope he can be a little bit better in the playoffs we have to hope that the new coach can utilize him a little bit better offensively, but yeah, he, he's not, no, none of, again, none of these guys should be, even Chris, as much as I love Chris, there's no way you can say Chris is untouchable. I mean, again, if we can somehow trade Chris Milton for, you know, it's, it, this wouldn't happen, but a Chris Milton for a Jalen Brown or Chris Milton for someone like that. Well, sure. Like do it. I mean, you get younger and everything like that, but it's just, when you look at what can realistically happen, they're basically untouchable because there's just not much that you can realistically do. That I, I feel. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, and uh, if we're using just our brains and common sense, then yes, I agree. Middleton would not be untouchable. Middleton is like Thanasis to a certain point. As, as long as Giannis is on that team, they're not trading Chris Middleton because I think Giannis would lose his mind. So I, I, I really don't think Middleton that's even – I don't but think do it's you, debatable at this point. Now, if but, Middleton says, dude, I'm leaving for this much money. I don't want to be back. Then, obviously, there's nothing they can do and nothing Giannis can do, and he leaves on his own fine. But if if you trade Middleton for virtually about anybody at this point, probably, Giannis is not going to be happy. I mean, he's just but, not. But, they've talked about how close they're, both their families are and everything else. I think that would be a big problem. But don't you? But don't you think that if they traded Middleton for – Again, I mean, it's not going to happen. But if they somehow traded Middleton to get a Jalen Brown, a Amian Lillard somehow, you know, like something like that, some really good player or younger player, either one that's still very good. Don't you think Giannis would understand that? He'd be like, and, and I know he wouldn't be like thrilled that Chris Middleton's gone, but it's he wouldn't look at that and be like, you guys are failing me. You got, it's like, 
okay, I get it. They're trying to make the team better. They're trying to get a little bit younger. They're whatever. And he, they asked him about it in the, in the, at the end of the season, or maybe it was towards the end of the season where he was like, yeah, you know, Chris is going to do what Chris has got to do. And, you know, if, if he leaves or if, you know, the organization does what they have to do, like that it's, it's a little bit out of his control. And it's like, that's, you know, I, I kind of trust what they are doing, you know, and he's always been like that. You know, he just kind of trusts what the organization does. Um, I, and again, I think I, I, I never would want to trade Chris. I'm that's, and again, I don't think they will, but I'm just saying if you got to a point where you, you know, you, again, you made a trade like that, or even in a year or two where Chris is getting even a little bit older and even closer to the end of his career. And they're like, okay, we either can ride him out for the last year or year and a half or whatever, or try to just trade him right now to get a decent value back for him. And they traded him. I think Giannis might just like, I think he'd understand that. I think he'd be like, all right, you know, he was going to be gone in a year anyways. They're trying to get some value back for him. I get it. Doesn't mean that's, you know, doesn't mean you have to be happy about it, but you can at least understand. I think Giannis would understand it. All right, let's move on to uh, the last topic here as we wrap up. Uh, again, if uh, you're just tuning in on the Odyssey Sports Channels, we uh, live stream this. Uh, I'm in Iowa in a conference room in a hotel where we're staying for a baseball tournament. Uh, Nathan Marzian is in his uh, brother's room, we found out today. This whole this whole time, since last year when we started this podcast, I thought it was his own room, but it's, it's apparently not. Uh, so that is how we are uh, broadcasting today. A little different than normally I'm in the studio for 1250 AM, the fan studio, but not uh, for these next couple of podcasts. Uh, okay, Nathan Marzian. Uh, James Harden opts into his contract. I think people were stunned by that. They thought he would leave in free agency. That's not happening. Now, the Clippers, the Knicks, a couple of the teams that have been mentioned as far as having interest in James Harden. So that has been pointed out. Whoever trades for him could not give him an extension. So essentially, he's going there to play this year, and that's it. So if the Knicks trade for him, they get him for one year, and there's nothing else they can do about it. Now, if they want to negotiate a new deal, you know, going into free agency next year, that's fine, but they cannot give him an extension when they get him. Uh, the Clippers get him. They cannot give him an extension when they get him. Uh, Ty Windish, our buddy, Ty Windish, Eurostep Podcast, does a great job, him and Roland Cotty, uh, tweeted out uh, mockingly, I think, definitely don't think he was serious, uh, a deal that in the trade machine it works. James Harden to the Bucks uh, for Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, and Grayson Allen, and it works. It works financially. It's a, it's a done deal. It all works. As I stated before with Lillard, if he demands to go somewhere, they're going to send him wherever he wants to go. And I think to a degree, James Harden is probably the same deal because James Harden can simply say, I could have just left in free agency. Y'all would have got nothing for me. So you're going to get something more now than you would have gotten before had I just walked away. So I'm giving you the opportunity to get something, whether it's picks, players, whatever, Philadelphia, but I want to go here. Nathan Marzian, even though I'm pretty sure Ty Winters was completely joking uh, on Twitter today with this proposal going forward, if that deal was real, would you do it? No, I am not getting James Harden on my basketball team. Um, Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, and Grayson Allen. We said one of those three were gone. Now I can get rid of all three of them for James Harden, and you're saying nope? No, I don't want James Harden on my team, man. I, I, if James Harden was on the Bucks, I would feel like they got worse because I just don't. I, number one, I don't trust him at all in the playoffs. Number two, Drew I don't Holiday. trust him. Think about this. I don't. Hey, James Harden is not a fourth option. Okay, he can't. He cannot be a fourth option. So that's why I'm like, no, Agreed. it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. 
he'd be taking the ball out of Giannis's hands too much. He'd be taking the ball out of Chris's hands too much. I mean, you can take the ball to Drew's hands a little bit. I don't care. But no, I don't. I don't want James Harden on my team. Um, and yeah, I if he came, I just would feel like this is a recipe, something like that. Or people have talked about wanting to go get. Not many people, but I've seen a couple people talk about we should try to trade Milton for Kyrie. That is a recipe for Giannis leaving in two years. And Giannis, you, you get the, one of those guys, it blows up in your face, and you know it just all of a sudden Giannis is like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna go elsewhere. No, you do not do that. That is like James Harden is not the type of player that you just oh we can just throw James Harden in here. No, he is not that guy. So I am not doing that. God has interfered with Marzian's broadcast and cut him off, and he's he's chirping up a little bit here. God interfered and said, no, you will not bash James Harden on this podcast. Uh, he's back now. Marzian looks good now. Okay, Nathan, this is my deal, okay? Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, and Bobby Portis, I get rid of all three of those deals, and I get back one guy on a one-year contract, and he's gone after one year. Again, you're not getting James Harden on a th- We have a chance to go win a ring. So it's Holiday, Harden, Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. Nobody is beating that basketball team. Nobody is beating that basketball team. Y'all can hate James Harden all you want. Drew Holiday now can play off the ball. Harden can bring up the ball and run the offense. I don't ever have to see Giannis bring up the ball and run the offense ever again. Middleton is going to be wide open wherever Middleton wants to be to take shots. Brooke Lopez the same. I mean, James Harden does not play defense. Agreed. But you have the best shot blocker in the NBA in Brooke Lopez back at the rim. You have another great shot blocker in Giannis that can help protect James Harden as well. Harden has never had two shot blockers on the floor with him at the same time, the quality of Brooke Lopez and Giannis to cover for him when he decides to play Ole defense, which again is a majority of the time. As far as the locker room goes, he knows it's a one-year deal. I mean, if I'm John Horse, I simply say, listen, we're going to try and win a second championship for Giannis. He gives us a better chance than the other three did combined to go win a, a championship. I'm in. Now, again, they're not going to make that deal. But I'm just saying, if there was a way to make a trade for James Harden without giving up Holiday, without giving up Middleton, without giving up Giannis, and without giving up Brooke Lopez, knowing it's a one-year rental, that's all it is, and then he's off to Houston or wherever he wants to go after that, one and done, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, count me in. Yeah, y'all can rip on me at Sparky Radio on Twitter all you want for one year. To have those five on the floor, it would be the most talented five the Bucks have had since the seventies, probably. That would be my guess. Yeah, it's all it's all fun and games until he leaves in a year, and you're left with zero bench and nobody, no cap space to sign happen. anyone, and no cap space to sign anyone, and then it's Giannis, Chris, Drew, Brooke, and your fifth guy is, I mean, probably Marjan Bochamp at that point. I don't know. You have to hope Marjan pans out, but I. It's, I mean, number, yeah, we, we know that this isn't going to happen. This is all just hypothetical talk and just like in the crazy world that this did happen. Right. But I just, I, I don't like James Harden, man. I, again, if I, if my team gets a guy like James Harden or Kyrie, I, I don't care what we gave up to get him. I feel like we got worse. I feel like we added some, just a, a big chaos, just chaos. We added chaos in the middle of our team. And all of a sudden you're just like, this could go south. This could be very bad. I, I don't know. Could could the reward be great? Sure, but 
that's not a world I want to live in. And I just would rather be like, hey, I'll ride it out with my guys and see where that takes us rather than risk, you know, the catastrophic downfall of having someone like a Harden or Kyrie on your team. I would say Nathan Marzian is in the majority on that take. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Get downloaded on your Odyssey app or every download your favorite podcast app. We will do this again coming up on Tuesday. And by Tuesday, I would assume we are off to the races with NBA free agency. And we will have all kinds of stuff to talk to by the time we record the next one. Actually, no, we could record on Monday. Uh, we could record on Monday. We're recording on Monday nights. I don't know why I said Tuesday. Yeah. So we record on Monday night. And by the time the weekend is done, I would assume we'll have a bunch of NBA news to talk about. So that should be a lot of fun. Nathan Marzian, as always, my friend, always fun and uh, always interesting doing this broadcast the way we did it. Uh, we'll see how we go on Monday. Thank you, sir. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, the, uh, hopefully the internet's a little bit better. Hopefully the internet is a lot better. Yes, I would agree. There you go. Have a good one. Toodles. Toodles.